0: Hello from Romania. I hope your week is going well. I know that you might be having a difficult day or a difficult week. It happens to all of us. I have not been feeling well and in pain for the last few weeks. Yesterday, I was praying and asking the Lord to please help me feel better. And if not, then please give me the grace and patience to get through the day. Either way, God has been good to me and is with me in the good days and in the bad days. I'm very happy to say I am feeling much better today. So, I really do hope you are doing well today, as I know what a blessing it is to feel good. Today, we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. My goal is to find at least one practical topic or message from each chapter. Last week, we looked at chapter two. Today, we will look at a message from chapter 3 called, The Confusion Caused by Sin. The Confusion Caused by Sin. In this chapter, we read of famine, mighty and wise men gone, and children and women ruling and oppressing people. This chapter is the result of Judah forsaking the Lord, for turning away from that which is correct. The result, the end result, is confusion. In the end, they went against nature and the order God set from the beginning of creation. So the first result of rejecting God was famine. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 1, For behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay and the staff, the whole stay of bread, and the whole stay of water. When a people go against God, one of the first things that happens is famine. Of course, this can be an actual famine of food. This happened to the nation of Israel, to the other nations in the Middle East, and Africa historically. They rejected the word of God and the gospel. It led to famine and oppression. Many times, false religions oppressed the people. There is also another kind of famine, a famine for the Word of God. In our Western world, every person has access to the Word of God. They have access to Bibles, pamphlets, books, radio and TV programs, and websites that tell them the truths found in the Bible. In spite of all that available information, there is a famine for the word of God. People are simply not reading or desiring the word of God. There is a famine in their heart. The word of God is available to them, but they do not have the word of God in their heart. Let's read Amos chapter 8 verses 11 through 13. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. And that day shall the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. So, there can be a famine for the words of God. After Jesus had fasted forty days and nights, he was hungry. Satan tempted him to turn the stones into bread. But Jesus understood that there was something more important than physical foods, and that was the words of God. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Job chapter twenty three verse twelve tells us, Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. The truth is that the word of God is very, very near. It is not far away in heaven. No, it is available to all people. Let's read about this in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 14. For this commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven, and bring it unto us, that we may hear it, and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us, and bring it unto us, that we may hear it, and do it? But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that thou mayest do it. So the word of God is close today. You can hear the word of God. But if you reject it and do not want it, there will be a famine in your heart for the word of God. The second result of sinning against God is a loss of wise and mighty men. Let's continue reading in Isaiah chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. For behold the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay and the staff, the whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water, the mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet and the prudent and the ancient, the captain of fifty and the honorable man, and the counselor and the cunning artificer and the eloquent orator. So another result of rejecting God is no wise and mighty men. Here in Isaiah chapter 3, the Lord has taken them away. If you look back a hundred years, men were wiser. They were stronger and mightier. Where have they gone? There are very few men today who stand for what is right. There are very few truly wise men. It seems our world has gone crazy. Politicians, presidents, doctors, lawyers, scientists, all are saying a child should have the right to choose what biological gender they are. It doesn't make sense. Where has wisdom gone? This is the result of sin and rejecting God and the Bible. It is as simple as that. It is not convenient. It is not wise. It doesn't even make sense. It is not convenient. It is not wise. It does not even make sense, but it is what man wants. God wants mighty men to serve Him. There is nothing wrong with mighty and wise men, as long as they know it is the Lord that gives them their strength. Jeremiah chapter 9, verses 23-24 through 24. The Bible tells us, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this that he that understandeth and knoweth me, that I am a Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Though we are weak, and seen by the world as foolish, we can be strong and mighty in the eyes of the Lord. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 25 through 29 that tell us that God uses the weak things of this world. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 25 through 29. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So, another result of rejecting God and sinning against Him, here in Isaiah chapter 3, is a loss of wise and mighty men. Number three today, another result of rejecting God is that children and fools will rule. Let's read this in Isaiah chapter 3 verses 4 and 5. And I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. And the people shall be oppressed, every one by another, and every one by his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. And then verse 12, As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. The third result today of rejecting God's way is that children and fools will rule. Parents and society in general do not discipline children. The children get whatever they want. It embarrasses parents and grandparents, but they do nothing about it. God's order is that parents teach and rule their children, not the other way around. The parent is the adult and should be telling the children what to do not the other way around. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. And let these also first be proved. Then let them use the office of a deacon, being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanders, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. It is a good example when your children are obedient. If they are not, and they rule your life, it's not a good example. Titus chapter one, verse six, If any be blameless, the husband of one wife having faithful children not accused of riot or unruly and in Colossians three twenty children obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing. Unto the Lord. The result of not disciplining children is that they turn into irresponsible and dangerous adults. The school shootings, drugs, teen pregnancy, violence, and other terrible things are often because the children have no boundaries. Everything is okay for them to do as children. We are warned that we will see these things in the last days. In Isaiah chapter 3, we are in the last days before Judah faces the wrath of God. So also, we will start to see these things as we get closer to the Lord's return. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 tell us this. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So in the end days, children will be disobedient to parents. This is the result of rejecting God. The fourth result today of sinning against God and rejecting His ways are oppression. Instead of doing judgment and righteousness, they were oppressing one another. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 5 And the people shall be oppressed, every one by another, and every one by his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. And then Isaiah chapter 3 verses 12 through 15. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. The Lord standeth up to plead, and standeth to judge the people. The Lord will enter into judgment with the ancients of his people, and the princes thereof. For ye have eaten up the vineyard, the spoil of the poor is in your houses. What mean ye that ye beat my people to pieces, and grind the faces of the poor? Sayeth the Lord God of hosts. Oppress, or oppression, means to keep someone in hardship by unjust use of authority. Cause someone to feel distressed, anxious, or uncomfortable. This is what they were doing to each other here in the book of Isaiah. Can you imagine? And yet that is what we now see all around us. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 7, "...for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold oppression, for righteousness, but behold a cry." Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 29 tells us, The people of a land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. Sin oppresses. It does not liberate. Satan tells you, oh, it feels good. You will like it. Everyone is doing it. You can do what you want. You will be free. All of that is a lie. The end result of sin is oppression. You will end up trapped by your sin. You will feel there is no way out, and you will have to pay for your sin. The price is often very, very high. As a child of God, we no longer have to be oppressed and in bondage to sin. Jesus Christ can set you free from the bondage of your sin today. We can have victory as a child of God over sin and be free from its power. Romans chapter 8, verses 14 and 15 tell us this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father." Galatians chapter 4, verses 3 through 7. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and of a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. And then it continues in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So the end result of rejecting God is oppression, but through Jesus Christ we can be set free from the bondage of sin. Number five today, another result of rejecting God's way is a lack of responsibility and leadership. Isaiah chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. When a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father, saying, Thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thy hand. In that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be a healer, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing. Make me not a ruler of the people. Here we read that the people are trying to find someone to take the responsibility, but no one wants to take the blame and responsibility. Sin makes people selfish and irresponsible. They only think of themselves and will not lead others. As a child of God, we will be held accountable for the time, gifts, and talents God has given us. God wants us to be responsible. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. God is looking for some men who will step up and take responsibility for a local church or ministry. Sin often leads to forsaking your responsibilities and making others do it. Let's do what is right and take responsibility. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. So number five today, another result of rejecting God's way is a lack of responsibility and leadership. Last today, the result of rejecting God's order is women ruling. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O my people, they which lead thee cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. We read of women ruling over the people in Isaiah chapter 3. This is not God's order. The men are supposed to lead. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, to be fair, men, if you will not lead, then the women most certainly will. Because there is a lack of good, strong, responsible men in this world today who will lead, women have risen to the occasion and are now leading in our world. The truth is, I see more women with ambition and purpose than men. That's a shame and it's very, very sad. This is again a result of forsaking the way of the Lord, and it causes many problems in the family and in the nation. The idea that men are supposed to be the authority figure is laughed at by the world. And yet, in most cases, it works better. God's way is always the best. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 4-7, through and this is talking about the women in the church here. But let it be the hidden man of a heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time the holy women also, who trusted in God, ordained themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement." Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. My wife and I love each other very, very much, and we have a good marriage, and we respect each other, we work together, and we both have our part to play in our home. It works very, very well when you do it God's way. In conclusion for today, sin is terrible. Rejecting God's way is painful and causes confusion. Why not just obey the Bible and do things God's way? Once we start obeying the Bible and do things in God's order, the confusion will end. I hope this lesson on Isaiah chapter 3 was a help and a blessing. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, and I hope you have a blessed day.